Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello, and welcome back to another episode, and welcome to 2024. Can you believe it? We're already into another year, which also means that it is the beginning of another tax season. And I know as a business owner, that idea of taxes becoming new in a tax season can cause some anxiety, can cause some feeling of, oh no, like it's rush time again. I hate tax season and I understand that. And so my hope today is to go through some tips, some things that you can be thinking about now, fresh, beginning of the new year, before tax, before we kind of deep dive into tax season, go through some things that you can do to make sure that you're most prepared and you can make this tax season the easiest tax season yet. So let's go through some of those items. And part of tax season and making this idea of tax so easy is going to be gathering documents. You're going to be gathering different types of documents on your personal side. You're going to be gathering different type of documents on your business side. And you're beginning to be gathering those documents, gathering that data, and that's going to help produce what eventually is going to be your tax return or, or the, the filing that we actually that your accountant will do for you. And so before we kind of get into that, I just want to talk about this idea of a business versus personal return, because I think that can sometimes cause some confusion. And I know we've talked about pass through entities and how those work, but I just want to go through again, business tax returns and personal tax returns. So Everyone that's ever paid taxes, that's ever filed a tax return, knows this concept of a personal tax return. And your personal tax return is your Form 1040. And that's you use the Form 1040 to report to the IRS all these items and all the activity that you did personally. So your personal tax return is Form 1040, gathering documents. If you're organized as a sole proprietorship or a single member LLC, no S-Corp election or anything like that, you will file your business activity directly on your personal tax return, your form 1040. You're going to use a schedule C and that schedule C is going to report your income, your expenses, everything that's going on with that business directly on your personal tax return. Now, if you're organized as an S corporation or a partnership, those are going to be completely separate business tax returns that you will then have a K1 on that business tax return. That K1 is what you use to report the, the activity from that business onto your personal tax return. So remember, as corporations, partnerships, those are just flow through entities. So eventually that income is eventually being reported and the taxes are paying on it on your personal tax return. But before it gets to your personal tax return, there needs to be a business return that is filed. So if you're set up as an S corporation, you'll file a form 1120S and that's going to show all the activity from your S corporation. So you'll file that 11 form 1120S. If you organize as a partnership, you're going to file a partnership tax return Form 1065. Now, both 1120S and Form 1065 are going to produce a K1. And on that K1 is what you're going to use to report the activity from that business onto your personal tax return. So again, you're still reporting and, and realizing all the activity from your business on your personal tax return, but there's a step before if you're organized as an S corporation or if you're organized as a partnership there's a step before it gets to your tax return. That's that business tax return. So if you're an S corporation, if you're a partnership, you're going to have a business tax return filing, which will spit out a K-1, which you'll then use for your personal tax return filing. Again, if you're a sole proprietorship or a single member LLC, that business return is actually going to be on a Schedule C, which is included as, or as part of 
your personal tax return. So let's talk about business first. What things do you need to start gathering? Do you need to get together from a business standpoint to report your business activity? And number one is bookkeeping. And I will say this over and over again. Bookkeeping is the backbone to your business. And bookkeeping provides so many benefits throughout the year. But at the end of the year is when it's most important because you cannot file a tax return. You can file activity for your business without some sort of bookkeeping. And now this is going to look different for everybody. Some people have very little activity and they just report income and expenses on an Excel sheet because maybe they have 10 to 15 transactions throughout the year. It's easy to say, here's my income, here's my expenses on an Excel sheet. Other people in most small business owners that are listeners of our podcast here are going to have some type of bookkeeping software. And that bookkeeping software is going to help them create those financials that not only should be used throughout the year, but now will also be used during tax season to report all the income, all the expenses, all the activity within that business that is then put onto a business tax return or a Schedule C. So the first things first is get your bookkeeping done. Again, I will stress this enough. Bookkeeping is important and vital for your business throughout the year. But if you're sitting here the beginning of 2024 and you haven't done bookkeeping, you've already missed out on the benefits of doing it throughout the year. But now it's crunch time. You need those financials. You need that activity reporting to be able to file your business tax return or your Schedule C. And so if you don't have that data yet, now is the time to get on it. Take some time now, block out your calendar, just make sure that this is something you're doing. The last thing that we want you to do is to keep pushing off this idea of bookkeeping. And now we're into February and now we're into March and we're rushing to get this bookkeeping done. You're going to be missing out on deductions. You're going to be making mistakes, which can cause a complete mess. So take some time now. If you're now first starting to do your bookkeeping for last year, you're already way behind the ball. So block some time in your calendar, put nothing on your calendar and get that bookkeeping completed because this is going to be the most vital thing in order to do both your business return filing and your personal return. You cannot file a personal tax return without that business activity being completed. So again, get your bookkeeping done ASAP. Now, if you've been doing your bookkeeping all year, close it out. Get December closed out have the financials ready and boom, you're done. Review it, do a good review of it and say, okay, we've got everything that we need as part of that. Now, as part of also this business idea, some documents that we recommend gathering and at least putting on file to help support your financials if the IRS comes knocking and also just documents that are good to have. First one, payroll documents. You're going to want to download a payroll summary, all those documents, those W-2s and in activity of what was ran on payroll. Now, also the important piece here is to match up those payroll documents to your financials. So if your financials say that there was $80,000 in payroll, that wages and salaries, then your financials should also match that. And if they don't, that means that there was a mistake somewhere done on the bookkeeping. If your payroll documents say you had payroll expenses of $8,500, you should see a payroll expense for $8,500 on your financials of your bookkeeping. And if they don't, that means that there could be an error there. So this, not only are we putting payroll documents on file just to help have that support if we ever need it, but it should also be that kind of checkpoint on our bookkeeping to make sure that we have done things correctly. Again, 
keep all your receipts. We always talk about this throughout the year, but just gather your receipts, put them in a file. We, we recommend taking pictures of them, put them in our digital files. So just make sure you have receipts in one easy to find, easily organized place. We also recommend downloading any kind of bank statements or credit card statements and just putting them on file. You never know when you might need them. It's good to have those on file. If you have any loans outstanding, make sure or you created a new loan this year, make sure you have documents to help support that loan along with any kind of balances at year end. Again, this is a good checkpoint. If your loan documents say the balance on 12-31-2023 was $150,000, we should look at your balance sheet of your bookkeeping of your financial statements and we should see a loan balance of $150,000. If it's off, that means we need to make an adjustment somewhere on the bookkeeping or things weren't done correctly. So keep those loan documents on file. Make sure you're verifying that the balances match your financials. And also, if you're doing any shareholder loans, either payable or receivable, Make sure you have a document to help back that up and support that. If you made any kind of asset purchases, make sure you have the document to help support that asset purchase. You bought a new vehicle, you bought a new piece of equipment, have the document on file for that and the sale document as well. It just shows, okay, what was the price? What was made up of that price and everything else? Of course, for business owners, we talk about an accountable plan. This is specifically for S corporations. So if you haven't completed your accountable plan, do so as soon as possible to make sure you can take advantage of those things that you paid for personally that have a business use. Think of things like your home office, maybe an automobile, maybe cell phone, internet, those types of things. Utilize an accountable plan to help back that up. And if you implemented any tax strategies throughout the year, hiring your kids, Augusta rule, those types of things, make sure you have the documents on file in a folder with that strategy to help provide proof of that strategy being done correctly. You dodge your I's and cross your T's. This is our opportunity to gather everything nice and neat put it in a document, put it in a Google Drive folder, put it in a Dropbox folder, have these documents ready and completed. And should you ever need them, it's easy to just grab them. Do some time now, put some time now at the beginning of the year to get that completed. The other thing is, and we're going to talk about some due dates at the end, but 1099s are coming up. You're going to have to need to prepare 1099s and send 1099s out. So make sure you're doing the bookkeeping together. Who did we pay that might need a 1099 cent? Start gathering that information. If you don't have a W-9 from them, get it now. Time is already on the crunch for 1099, so grab that W-9 and start to prepare those 1099s for your contractors. All right, so that's the business side. Let's talk about the personal side. Again, same thing here. We're going to be having all sorts of documents that are coming in, and those documents are going to come in randomly. You're going to get some forms in a week, some forms in two weeks, some forms in three weeks. You might have some K-1s that come in two months. When you start to receive those documents, put them in a folder. Again, preferably a digital folder that's easily accessed, easily organized, but start to just take all those documents. Every document received, even if you think it, I don't think my account needs this, grab it anyways and put it in that folder. You can never give your accountant too many documents, but you can forget things and that can cause IRS letters and that can cause frustration. So make sure you gather all these documents. And our biggest tip is to make sure you gather all of your documents first and then send your accountant one cohesive organized file. A lot of times people say, oh, I got a W-2 here, send it to the account. 1099 here, send it to the account. 1098 for my mortgage, send it to the account. And the problem is that the accountant's getting all sorts of forms here, forms there, forms here. And it can cause confusion on what, on your end, first off, what did I send over? What didn't I send over? It can also cause some confusion on the accountant receiving these things in different random orders and not sure when they have everything that need. So 
when these documents start coming in the mail, coming through digitally via email and check your emails, you're going to get some tax documents via emails as well. Make sure you put them in a folder. Once you have everything that you have related to everything about you personally, your business, everything else, take that folder and then give it to your accountant. So some of the forms that you're going to be looking at or looking for or that will be coming through would be W-2s. This is for anybody that's employed. Even if you're an S-Corp owner, you're going to be required, of course, to take a W-2. So we want to have that W-2 from your S-Corp on there. Or if you have employed or if you're employed by somebody else, you're going to get W-2s. Make sure we're putting those on file. You might be receiving 1099s. These could be a non-employee compensation 1099 NEC. You might have a 1099 that reports any interest that you received throughout the year or dividends that you had. You might have a 1099-8. So a 1098, if you have a mortgage, that's going to report how much mortgage interest you had. You might re- receive a form 1095 that's going to be related to health insurance that you had through the marketplace. If you're a student, you're going to get a 1098E or 1098T. Again, these are just some ideas of documents to be looking out for. If you're a partner or an owner of any type of business, you're going to be receiving K1s. Now, those K-1s are important too. Even if you invested in a real estate syndication five years ago, that's still operating, you're going to get a K-1 from that. So a lot of times we see people say, yep, I got everything. But then they forgot about that real estate investment a long time ago. And then they have a strangling K-1. So make sure you have, look out for those K-1s as well, or contact those businesses that you're part owner in and ask them, hey, when can I expect to receive those K-1s? Some things you should start to gather on your side that you're not going to receive a form for, but are going to be very important when filing your taxes are real estate taxes paid. You know, what, when did you pay real estate taxes and how much? What was the date of payment and how much? Charitable contributions. Did you, char- did you give to charity cash? Did you have a tithe? Did you give things to goodwill? You're going to want documentation, support the amounts for all of these. If you have children that are in daycare or you have a nanny, you're going to need to gather all your child care expenses. If you've made estimated taxes throughout the year, gather those as well. What date did you make the estimated tax? What quarter was it related to? What was the amount? And was it to the IRS and or state? Have documentation of all of that. And that's going to help make filing super easy on the personal side. Okay, so let's talk about some due dates because this is going to be the core of, okay, what does the schedule look like? When do I need to have these things for? And I will tell you this also, get these items to your accountant way before the due date. Real estate taxes paid. You know, what, when did you pay real estate taxes and how much? What was the date of payment and how much? Charitable contributions. Do you give to charity cash? Did you have a tithe? Did you give things to goodwill? You're going to want documentation, support the amounts for all of these. I will tell you that if you come to your accountant with this nicely put together folder five days before the due date, they're probably going to say, we're filing an extension, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with extensions, so don't be afraid of extensions, but they're going to say, we're filing an extension, we'll worry about this after the deadline. So try to gather these documents, and this is so important too, especially on the business side, try to gather all these things as soon as possible to get them over to your account. The business return traditionally is going to be most prior, the most important piece first, and then your personal return will come after that, but we'll talk about some due dates as well. So first due date we want to talk about is January 16th. This is when Q4 estimated tax payments are due for 2023. So if you're in the process or you make estimated tax payments, the payments for quarter four of 2023 is due January 16th. Next date is January 31st. This is when W-2 forms are due. If you have employees, this is when 1099 NEC forms are due or 1099 MIS forms. If you have non-employee compensation contractors, things like that, or you have rent, those are all due on January 31st. Then the next big date is March 15th. And this is when those business return filings become due. 
So an S corporation is due on March 15th. A partnership tax return or a multi-member LLC, which is also a partnership, are due on March 15th. So what's due on March 15th? S corporations and partnerships. Now you might be saying, well, Mike, isn't April 15th the due date? Yes, for your personal return, and we'll get to that. But if you have an S corporation or a partnership, the due date for those is March 15th. Now, of course, you can file extensions with these and you'd have to file that extension by March 15th. So March 15th is the date to either file the return or file an extension for an S corporation or a partnership. Now the big day, April 15th. This is when your personal tax returns are due. This is when C corporation tax returns are due. So your personal tax return, that's that form 1040. If you would just have Schedule C as a single member LLC, that's also going to be due. That Schedule C is part of your 1040. Again, April 15th, when your personal tax returns are due or an extension is filed. Now, it's an extension to file your tax return, but any amount due is still due on that April 15th. April 15th is also the deadlines for C-Corporation tax returns. And we don't see a ton of those in small businesses, but they're definitely out there. And so April 15th is for C-Corporations. Remember, S-Corporations, March 15th, C-Corporations, April 15th. April 15th is also the deadline for IRA and HSA contributions for 2023. And it's also the deadline for estimated tax payments for Q1 of 2024. So let's kind of wrap this up. Again, the hope here is that I don't want tax season to be stressful for you. I want tax season to be something that's a breeze. Something you're like, let's make this the year that you walk out of tax season and be like, that wasn't bad. I wasn't too stressed. Now you might have a tax bill and that's frustrating. That's stressful. Process of doing it wasn't bad. Let's make that this year. And it takes action from you today to make that happen. Again, we want to start gathering documents. On the business side, complete your bookkeeping. Get the bookkeeping completed as soon as possible, especially if you haven't touched it yet. Make some time this week to get that done. You're going to start to want to gather documents, payroll documents, loan documents, and both payroll documents and loan documents. We want to make sure that the 1231 balances and how much we paid in payroll match your financial statements because that tells us, hey, things are correct. If they don't match, that means there might be an issue somewhere. Make sure you have your receipts and bank statements, credit card statements, all in one organized, nice place. If you made any asset purchases, make sure you have any documents related to that organized in one place. If you are doing the accountable plan where you have a reimbursement from the business to yourself personally for items paid for personally that were business related, make sure you have that on file. And if you had implemented any kind of tax strategy documents, hiring your kids, Augusta rule, all those types of things, make you make sure you have any kind of supporting documents to help dot your eyes and cross that T on the strategy on file. For your personal return, as you get these forms, they're going to come in randomly throughout the month, throughout the next few months. Start to put them all in one place. Once you have majority or everything in one place, take that one file, send it off to your account. Now, this is for your personal tax return. Your business tax return, we want to do way before this. So make sure we're closing up everything in the next week or two on the business return, getting that over to the accountant, and then you can start gathering all these personal documents. So be on the lookout for W-2s, 1099s, 1098s, K-1s, a 1095 if you're on health insurance, student documents, as well as start to gather. These are some things that you're not necessarily going to get a form for, but you want to start to record these things personally on your side because they play an important role in your tax filing. How much did you pay in real estate taxes and what date? Did you make any charitable contributions? Who were those two? What was the date? What was the amount? Do you have a receipt on file? Are your kids in daycare? Do you have any of the, do you have the breakdown of how much you paid in, in childcare expenses? Did you make any estimated taxes? What dates and what agencies and for what quarter were those for? 
have all of that documentation on file. Again, finalize this out with some due dates. January 16th, that is when Q4 estimated tax payments are due for 2023. January 31st is when W-2 forms and 1099s are due. Mainly, this is for contractors, rent, things like that. March 15th is when your S-corporation or partnership tax returns are due or need to be extended by. So March 15th is for S-corporations and partnerships. And then April 15th is for your personal tax return. Again, our goal is to help make this tax season the one that is so easy for you. The tax season, you're like, Pat, that was a breeze, but it takes some work on your end. You need to put some effort in. You need to put some work in. You need to get some of these things done as soon as possible to say, hey, we can go past this. We can get through this and we can focus on our business in 2024. Instead of worrying about taxes until April, you've already wasted a good portion of the year worrying about taxes. Take this time now, get the things done, gather those documents, make sure you dot your I's and cross your T's on your bookkeeping, your tax strategies, everything else. Do that work now so that you can focus on your business and let your accountant take care of the filings of that work that you did in the first few weeks of the year. Hopefully that was helpful. Again, I want to say happy new year. Welcome to 2024. And let's make this tax season the easiest one ever. Thank you for listening to another episode and I will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.